0: There is a lot of wisdom in knowing what we can change and what we can control in our life and and what we can't. So, for example, can I change the fact that my mum died? No, No. I cannot. That's the honest truth. There's a lot of wisdom in that, right? Yeah. So what can I change and can I control? I can change and control my perception of it. I can change and control what I create from it. (laughs)
1: My name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household. Setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. You ever have a conversation with someone and you guys just clicked? You never quite met them, but you guys just clicked. Well, that's exactly what happened with my conversation with Hana. She is the creator of Integrative Healing, a multi-modality and dimensional approach to self-healing and self-mastery. She is the CEO, founder of the school Integrative Healing. The school is a long-term approach to true holistic transformation. These healing practices are a large part of Hana's life work and the essence of all of her teaching. Hana is a firm believer in having fun whilst doing the personal and business work. She believes that you can have it all wealth, health, success, and greatness, as well as rest, joy, love, connection, and lightness, even during challenging times. So please help me welcome my guest, Hana. getting two businesswomen who are just ready to go ahead and have this open conversation, no setbacks, even if tech issues try to get in the way, and we're just ready to go ahead and kill this episode. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on.
0: I'm so happy to be here. Can you guys tell that we've just had a few interesting <laughs> minutes prior to recording? Hey, listen, we should all be very concert. pleased that we're here, right? <laughs> exactly. But we made it. We're here. Okay. We're doing things. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Hannah, thank you so much for being on, especially, I'm, I got to tell you guys right now, Homegirl is literally in Spain, a Ibiza to be exact. So Hannah, tell me your story. So I
0: work within the realm of healing and I think the second that you say that people are like huh something happened didn't it? (laughs) You don't just like you you aren't just like oh I'm gonna work in trauma when nothing's happened to you okay. So I think that gives you an idea that something did happen in the context for this conversation and, and I always begin my story. I am 19 years old. I'm 31 right now. I think I look like I'm about 14 but I am 31 I promise and <laughs> at 19 years old um I was diagnosed with an array of mental health conditions in the same three weeks in which my mother was diagnosed with cancer oh now yeah big three weeks yeah yeah major. <laughs> solid three weeks yeah major now when I tell this story What I think is interesting, especially as an adult reflecting back on a 19-year-old was that I made a choice and I made a choice that I wasn't going to follow my mother's footsteps in which my mother was diagnosed with mental health conditions when she was 19 and she was on antidepressants until she passed away at 56. It's my mother's passing and dying that taught me how to live and it taught me to Really get very what's the language that I can use? Very decisive about what I want to live in my life, whether that's in success, businesses, wealth, but also relationships, joy. You know, when you are a young person, and I was a caretaker for my mother until she passed away when I was 26. And um, when you're a young person, you witness mortality firsthand, it changes something within you. So I was really no longer willing to accept lower yeah. levels of anything that I <laughs> than what I desire. And I mean this in money. I mean this in love. I mean this in health. I mean this in joy. I mean this in satisfaction. Um, so it's, it's an 11 year period that I'm condensing down. But I suppose in essence, I decided that I would be the person that changed the patterns in my family. Oh, yeah. So what's passed down oh, from yeah. me in my genetic line is different to what was
1: handed to me. Yeah. Where was your dad in all of this? So I'm hearing both of you are getting these huge diagnoses, you know, um, and I'm I'm kind of like I'm trying to imagine, you know, I'm I'm trying to imagine being like right next to you. And then it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm doing this on my own. It's kind of like the feeling that I'm getting from your story.
0: So, so interesting. Awesome. My dad's a great man. My dad is a fantastic man. He is, um, I always say this to people, you know, at school, everyone's like, what does your dad do? And everyone's like, my dad's a teacher. My dad's a postman. I'm like, my dad's a Norwegian crime fiction translator. Okay. So my dad... <laughs> do you know what I mean he collects fig trees he's got 42 fig trees and my dad's my dad's an English eccentric okay my dad's brilliant I am who I am because of my father however my dad is 75 he was born just after the war and he didn't understand mental health you know when I was diagnosed my father would say to me and he would you know he feels I think embarrassed now but he would say you know. Hannah, we're not changing because you're weird, you know, that's because you have to think 10 years ago, it, if it wasn't even like no. it is now, people didn't talk about mental health. So, you know, at all. So in my family, it was like, Hannah, take your little pill like mum's done. Right. And shh, yeah. like, that was that was really how it was. So I think the essence of maybe feeling alone in the journey that you're hearing Is that, you know, I was doing my psychology undergrad. I was on medication. I graduated with all of these awards and excellence. And I was like, you solved none of the issues that I'm genuinely facing. Like, I learned about memory. There is nothing applicable to an actual human being having a human experience. So I think that I made a decision. This is probably like 21 now, where I was like, well, I see the conventional path. You've given me a pill. I have Mm -hmm. not improved. I still feel sad. My relationships are crap, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Like, uh, and you know i've i've had cbt and like there was a year waiting list and like not not much has changed so there was this real feeling of it's not even about my father or my mother of like i want a different way and it's a different way that's not being conventionally taught and i'm yeah. going to go out of my way to find that and that's really when i think my hero's journey as such
1: if you want to call it or heroines journey started yeah so Getting that diagnosis at nineteen years old, mom got that diagnosis. Well, got her own diagnosis. How long after did she pass? So
0: she was diagnosed at nineteen. I was diagnosed at nineteen. Uh, we thought that she was. So it's four years. We were told that it was curable, and so that's when I started traveling. I left university. I started, you know, training as a nutritionist. I did a whole load of modalities to heal myself. When I was 23, so i had been living in New Zealand, I got an email from my mum and dad saying, hi, Han, um, the cancer's back, it's terminal, there's nothing we can do. My oh. <laughs> email, isn't that oh funny? God. I laugh now, because that shows the emotional level Disconnect. of a lot of adults, right? <laughs> like, uh. Let's send Han an email. And then yeah. I decided <laughs> to, and this was a decision, I decided to fly home back to the UK. And that's where I became a, a, a caretaker. My mum stopped living with my dad for about eight months. She moved in with me. Uh, I think dad was in a lot of denial to start with. With with yeah. you know we're not we're not taught about mortality. We're not taught about how to deal with cancer. That this is why I do what I do because we're not equipped as human beings to deal with these kind of situations. No one teaches us in school. And she passed away when I was twenty six. So it was seven years from first diagnosis, and it was three years after second diagnosis.
1: Was there any resentment you had towards, I mean, I get, you know, one thing you keep on mentioning is dad didn't know, dad didn't know. And I'm thinking about you as this 19 year old, 20, 21, 22, like you don't know either. And so was there any resentment you carried towards your father for, and I'm aware it doesn't sound like he, you know, dumped the load on you. However, the responsibility became yours at a very young age.
0: Here's the thing: it's like you're always going to hear the, the the conversation, the narrative from me in my 31 years of age. So how I feel about it as today, Hannah, 31 year old Hannah, is very different to how I felt at 19. I've done a lot of work on myself. You know, I've just done a private session with one of my clients, and you know, she's done all of these long retreats with Joe Dispenza. And I'm not saying this to Kind of blow my own trumpet, but I'm someone that practices what I preach. Oh, yeah. So you're hearing a very clean story,
2: yeah. but
0: not because it was clean emotionally, but because I did the work to clean up my side. I have a belief system and I have a belief system that my life is my responsibility. Okay. Yeah. So let's say there's resentment towards my father. What does that affect? Does that affect my father? Does that punish him? Does that make it? I don't even believe in in, in, in punishing someone for what you perceived as bad behavior. I, yeah. I believe that's conditioning that's not helpful to anyone. But I believe that my healing, my feelings, my perceptions of people, my perceptions of my life and my yeah. responsibility, and I choose the most empowered narrative. So for me to have a story of my dad's an asshole, which I don't believe at all, no. right, there might be an inner child that feels that. There might be a therapy session where I have to cry and move that through the body or I have to clear that in my unconscious mind, right? But that's not helping me. No. Me, that's not helping them. No. And note on resentment, right? Resentment ties you to other people and resentment keeps you creating more situations in your life that are filled with resentment. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I see that as an unuseful
1: narrative for me to have. basically. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were able to explain that because a lot of, a lot of people do stay tied and imprisoned by that narrative, you know, of resentment. And when we're in it, you know, I love that you also brought up, like we do tend to go out and attract and create this pattern of other relationships where we might carry resentment or even past pain. And that impacts the relationship. And, you know, a lot of people get stuck there, you know, so it's refreshing to hear that, although, you know, it didn't, it wasn't so clean, you know, there was a point in which you had to do your own work to heal and to move forward and to own your story, to own your life and, and to hold yourself accountable for your life that's not something that happens overnight. Can you take us through that process? What would you say yeah, is think one of your biggest challenges?
0: Challenges. Okay. Well, what I was going to say before that is that there is a lot of a wisdom in knowing what we can change and what we can control in our life and, and what we can't. So for example, can I change the fact that my mom died? No, oh. I cannot that's the honest truth. There's a lot of wisdom in that, right? So what can I change and can I control? I can change and control my perception of it. I can change and control what I create from it. Okay. So if I decide that it's the best thing that ever happened to me, then it's the best thing that ever happened to me and I can control that. Right. So this is, this is how I really, um, this is how I really do life. And this is what I really teach people. Something that you said, the greatest challenge. The greatest challenge. That's a good question. I'm going to answer that with something that is not an answer to the question. Hopefully <laughs> you're going to go with me. Just will own the fact that I'm not going to answer the question as you'd expect me to answer the okay, question. It's okay. It's okay. Can I give my perception on challenge? Yes.
1: Yeah. Hell yes. Yes, please.
0: Our life is down to our perception okay so when we consider something as hard or as a struggle or as a challenge you're already putting it as in a category to notice what is hard and a struggle and a challenge about it okay so I think there's uh, there's there's a saying and I can't remember exactly how it is it's like a lot of people think that obstacles and challenges are wrong but what if they're just part of the path of who you're becoming right love that I love so. That. Yeah, you, you know, I faced a lot of challenges. I faced. I continue to face a lot of challenges. I'm building a business. I'm in a relationship. Like, I want to have a big, extraordinary life. Like, you know, but I eat challenge for breakfast. It's not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> and that's yeah. the way. That's the way that I choose to frame it. I believe that I'm always bigger than my challenges, and that every challenge that I face, you know, is going to lead to so many gifts that I would never ever take it back.
1: Mm-hmm. I love I. I'm glad you took us there. Um, A lot of what you're saying, you know, um, we're all going to endure some level of pain. Pain is inevitable, right? Pain is inevitable. And we're all going to endure some level of pain, whether it be, you know, grieving the loss of someone very important to us, you know, whether it be grieving, you know, who we once thought we needed to be and owning who we currently are, are going to be challenges in life. However, there's also suffering. Suffering is a thousand percent optional. We can choose to be imprisoned by our past. We can choose to be imprisoned by, you know, our perception, the way, the way you're putting it. And I love it. You know, we, we have that choice. Does it suck that, you know, maybe things happen in our life or maybe people, you know, are a certain way? Abs- absolutely. Absolutely. And owning that we do have a choice to either continue this suffering without accepting the reality or enduring the pain. So I like to categorize um, categorize it as, you know, there's a small moment of this big, significant pain or a lifetime of suffering. And so it's all based off of what you decide. And I appreciate one thing that you continuously repeat is I made that decision. Like it is my choice. I love that you're, I love the way you hold yourself accountable for how you perceive life and what life has, 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 um, what life or the impacts of, of life has had on you. I love that love
0: that. Yeah and it's interesting because a lot of people think responsibility is is heavy. And so now we're talking about it. That's not my experience of responsibility. Yeah. You know, it's like if you decide that you're always the problem, that means that you're always the solution. That means that you're unstoppable, right? Yeah. That means that everything in your life has got a solution. You know, that means that everything is possible. So for me responsibility and decision are the lightest things in the world, right? Because if I can take responsibility for it, I can change or I can have the outcome that I desire and I want, right? And so that's when this gets to be really, really exciting because it's not just about
2: what happened to me, it's about what am I creating for the future me. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you wanna live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time! You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session, we are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that's number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey.
1: you say gets in the way sometimes when you are, you are in that mind state of, okay, this, this, this challenge or this event or this scenario, you know, is causing a great amount of fear or a great amount of uncertainty for us to be able to kind of switch that perception in those moments. it It's hard, you know, and sometimes damn near scary. Um, you know, I, I know for me, you know, um I was I was I, I just recorded a podcast episode on this, but I yeah, I have lumps in my breasts, and that I've had lumps in my breasts forever um 23 years um and th- I got a call and it was a different like you know, there was different there was different measures, and there was a whole big old scare, and there was all of this fear wrapped around it. and I remember like, well, what would I say to a patient? How would I, how would I process, how would I have them process through this? And there was a point where I was so stuck in the catastrophizing and, you know, I'm going to die and my husband's sexy. So damn it, somebody's going to, you know, he's going to get remarried. And I went into all of this distorted thinking, you know, and it was so hard to switch back. And so for those of us, you know, that although we do embrace life, there are certain things that come up that it's hard to make that switch so quickly, you know, and it does take time. And so, for you, has there ever been a moment where it was a little harder for you to go ahead and process through whatever life threw at you?
0: And it oh. what it was. I mean, loads. I could write a book. <laughs> <laughs> Numerous things. Do you know what I mean? uh, Several books, actually, a trilogy. Uh, <laughs> tools. You know, it always comes down to this. You know, it's like I always say this to my clients. I'm not special. You know, I'm. I've yeah. just... I knew what it was like to not be resourced and to not have tools as life happens to, you know, I speak about being 19 and having this diagnosis and this mental health stuff. And, you know, I don't have any resources. I don't know how to change it. Uh, You know, I've dedicated the last 11 years of my life to tools to transform. Right. So let me give an example this year. Go on, let's go for some fun ones that have really hurt. (laughs) Um, We've gone into a a new level of success in business this year. I've gone into a new level of success. And Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to those of you that are listening that maybe had, you know, a childhood where you were bullied or you were really shy and you were really meek, and you were really like a good girl. Like... I didn't say anything in school. I was at the back and I would have like my neatly done hair and my perfectly made up face. And I would not, you know, I would just, you you didn't even know I was there. (laughs) Like, I was so painfully shy, right? Mm -hmm. And i would never wanted to be the face of anything ever it's never been my desire it's that I had this experience and I know at the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my soul that I'm meant to do this as a career path this is what I'm meant to do but it doesn't mean my stuff doesn't get in the way so anyway this year has meant so much more visibility
1: yeah
0: and it's triggered so (laughs) much (laughs) so exhausting right but this is where I come to I'm so grateful for the tools so let me give you an example of let me think of something icky that happened this year because there's so many things um we we crossed the million line so two and a half years yay
1: congratulations Um,
0: thank you and what's really interesting is that when we create a big positive result unconsciously as children we have programmed in how much good we can hold and when we go over that we start to sabotage okay and we start to unconsciously create things that are not good so we can't yeah. feel the positive feeling okay it's it, it's it's a whole thing but anyway my <laughs> theatrical play out of this was we crossed the million and euro line because I don't earn in dollars I'm in India on a business mastermind and then I get blackmailed and then a whole series of yeah I'm really I'm not joking just a whole series yeah yeah of course because it happens you know it happens -hmm. happens, and when you've got stuff around visibility you know you're like energetically you're a target for that so
2: um
0: it entered, let me explain this because I think this will be helpful to understand. When we experience something that feels like a threat, it creates um, a programming in the unconscious mind, right? And until we resolve that threat in the unconscious mind, that's where you get stuck in spiraling thoughts like you mentioned, right? My husband is really sexy. I probably, that's exactly what I think about my partner. I'd be like, he's so sexy. What, like what? Get uglier, get fat. (laughs) So, what's really important is to know how to disengage the unconscious mind, and it took me a while to realize it because sometimes when you're really in it, you just need to be in it for a second, and it's yes, yes. There's no shame in that. You just like I'm I'm exactly like it's happening. You know, I'm not perfect. I don't have to be perfect. It's you know, life's not about perfection. But eventually, we we're done with that. Yeah, (laughs) we want to. We want to use the tool, right? Yeah. There's incredible tools that you can use to reprogram the unconscious mind, to speak to the unconscious mind, to unhook the unconscious mind, and what just happens is like it's incredible. You know, the, the anxiety goes, the 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 racing thoughts goes, the nervous system response goes, and it's just I'm eternally grateful for the teachers, the tools, the modalities that I have and use because not only do I teach them to my clients, like. When I say I'm well practiced I'm always using them. My life is as good as it is because of them, not because I'm special.
1: Yeah. No, I think you are special. And we are all special. Right. Right? And <laughs> it's so it is it is so important that we practice what we preach. It's a 1000% mm. important we practice what we preach and you know unfortunately when we reach certain, you know, certain goals and you know, um, our dreams are coming true. There there are some backlashes, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate that you had to endure that. And what I think is amazing is it's through that, that you are able to go ahead and achieve even greater goals and you are able to go ahead and dream even bigger. Um, I feel like for me, you know, anytime I've, you know, made a goal or just thought of something that I wanted to do and it happened, it was just like, oh shit oh yeah, wait a minute. I am badass. I could do that. And I could do this and I could do this, you know, and our mind does play tricks on us. And it, 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 I love that you said, you know, for that moment, being able to be in the thick of it and, and feel it because it is a painful experience and being able to honor that pain. It, it is part of that healing process. So I I love that you said that and then knowing, okay, all right, we did that for a minute, you know, and now I, I can I have these tools you know that Hannah will teach you I have these tools (laughs) that will will take me even further so I don't stay imprisoned by this
0: completely and there's a thing when something bad happens as human beings what we sometimes do is we judge it and we make it wrong right we we don't accept it and there's a lot to be said for being like this is how I feel this is what's happening it's not bad I'm not gonna resist it Mm -hmm. I feel sad positive that came out of being blackmailed though um and having a hate page can you imagine I'm like what what um was probably shouldn't say this about that but it just makes me laugh but the positive of it was that I was so scared to ruffle feathers I was so scared to be disliked and now I'm like yo like I don't care and that's and not a not a I don't care like no genuinely feel emotionally neutral I'm not going to go out there and be an asshole to provoke no right for what what? but I'm good you know and different levels of success means more people are going to see you and some people are going to like you and some people aren't if we need everyone to like us those are chains right so those that's always something we have to work through
1: listen to what you she just said ladies. Can you repeat that? If you need everyone to like you, then those are. Chains. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you say they're chains? I a thousand percent agree with you.
0: When you need people to like you, they control you and you don't control you. And this looks like I need this person to like me. And in my mind, I think this person is only going to like me if I'm X, Y and Z. That means that I'm only going to show these qualities of myself and I'm going to throw away all the rest of the qualities because god forbid i say that and i offend someone okay let me give you an example my partner's ex-military right 13 years in the military we swear a lot in my household we are very direct Mm -hmm. (laughs) right we are like just you know we don't it is what it is we beat around we don't beat around the bush you know and so the way that I communicate I'm also Spanish you know
1: in Spain I'm not Spanish I'm Latin but I'm gonna tell you right now the audience already knows there's (laughs) f-bombs there's holy shit there's all of that in here so yes 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 my sister from another (laughs) business
0: right and I but some people don't like that right so, if you're so bothered by the people, you're going to show up and you're not going to show up as yourself, right? You're going to show up all weird because yeah. <laughs> you're trying to say the right thing. And people are going to be like, she's weird. <laughs> like, I promise, I'm like, really nice. I'm just very, like, I'm just so controlled. I'm like yeah. putting myself into this contortionist box, right? Yeah. So, there's a lot of
1: freedom to be like, well, some people are going to like me, some people are not going to like me, but at least I got to be me, you know? Yes. There's so freedom. There's so much freedom in that. I remember um, when I started my training um, and I'm in this meeting, I, I was working at the hospital at the time and I'm in a meeting and I'm in a meeting with a whole bunch of doctors and clinicians and we're all in there and we're talking about our patients. And I remember like, okay, just keep it cool, Veronica, keep it cool. You're professional now. And you're wearing this badge and you have to be professional. And I remember I'm in this meeting and we're going over, you know, we're collaborating treatment. We're going over what our treatment plan is for, you know, our patients. And I'm like, you know, well, listen, we fucked up that one and here's how we fucked it up. And, and I was, passionate. That's what I'm going to use. I'm going to use the word passionate mm-hmm, of really passionate about the care that my patients were receiving. And I was upset at how things needed to be done because of the politics. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hold back. My patient really needs this care and I'm going to be their advocate because they can't sit in this meeting, right? They're not allowed to sit in this meeting. And I was like, fuck it you know, we fucked up that one. This is how we fucked it up. These are the things that I recommend. And this is how I want my patient to be treated. And I remember like saying it, you know, those moments where it's just like, you know, fuck it. And then you have that moment of where like, you're trying to come back from it because like, holy shit, you said, fuck it at the wrong time. And like, this is not the time you use the fuck it card. Like this is totally wrong time. And, it was i felt like i should hold back and i need to go back and revert back to this you know kind of like how you were saying this contortion contortionist and like it was like no i'm i'm going to own this and i remember after that meeting i'm looking at my boss and i'm like oh shit oh shit shit um and her and i's relationship changed after that moment she knew how passionate i was about my patients she knew she knew me you know, and I didn't revert back to this quiet training individual. It was, I'm going to own the fact that I'm carrying this badge or I'm in this position for a reason. What is my mission? And I'm going to execute that mission, even if people don't agree with me. And it was crazy because from that one meeting, my relationships, not only with the director changed, but also with the medical staff, also with the psychiatrists, then they were in, they came up to me and it was just, it was just this change, this shift in dynamics. And it ended up being where, you know, the director would come into my office and we would have dance parties to, you know, to shake it off before we went into an intense session. But it was just like, I had a different relationship with them because I showed up as myself. And so I love the fact that you said, you know, yeah, we are bound by chains when we try to change or compromise who we are to meet other people's needs. I love that you said that.
0: Yeah, no, and I love the story that you've said because what you can hear underneath is like, let's talk about relationships for a second. It's like, how can you have true intimacy if there's no authenticity? Bingo. It
1: doesn't happen. It doesn't doesn't happen. happen. It doesn't happen. One thing I'll say over and over is, you know, in any relationship, friendships, especially primarily marriages, you have to be independent before you could be interdependent. Yeah. thousand percent, thousand percent. You can't show up an exceptional version of yourself for your partner. If you're not showing yourself that exceptional version of you first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I I, I feel like we've met each other like in some other life. We probably have. I'm like, can I go hang out in the room that you're in? I know I keep talking about it. I'm like, look at those sofas, (laughs) look at this
0: table. So, like, where is this? (laughs) Can I come? You can totally hang out. You could totally hang hang
1: out. out. Is it appropriate (laughs) for me to just come to your office? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Anna, thank you so much for joining me and all of the tech issues my lights ended up turning off I'm like what the hell is going on and we made this happen we made this yes we made this happen what imperfectly is, perfectly exactly exactly what is one what is one um what is one tool what is one word what is what is the the feedback that you want to leave our listeners with more than you know right now in this moment is possible oh can you
0: trust that
1: oh my god can you say that again like literally that just pierced my heart in the bestest way (laughs) ever it did I love it more than you know right now
0: is possible can you trust that yeah
1: oh my god I'd hug you, but your ass is in Spain. (laughs) Uh,
0: Not for longer.
1: I've been very clear about coming to your office. Girl, come over. Come over. I'm in Cali. We'll do lunch. We'll party. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Look at this. We didn't have, obviously we didn't have a script. We both said, (laughs) you know what? We're going to just (laughs) (laughs) leave. We're just going to go with this. And this is what I love. I love this is what I love about the podcast community is being able to meet professionals such as yourself, these badass women that are changing the world, being able to have this honest, real conversation without anybody holding each other back. No competition. We're just able to go out and share our wisdom, share our experiences, our fears, and, and just be real. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Absolutely. And um, yeah. I'm excited.
1: I was going to ask for those that want to work with you, because I know there's a bunch of women that are like, oh, my gosh, sign me up for whatever Hannah has. Like, how can we connect with you?
0: So I think the best way to get a feeling of what I do is I've got a free course, which is called Integrative Healing. It's four days. And this is for people that are kind of want to feel, firstly, my teaching style. It's intense. I'm Spanish. My <laughs> clients tell me I teach like I'm on a telenovela. Do you know what? Do you know what it's like? That's like yeah. your, spirit, your spiritual telenovela. We're doing so. real
1: work here, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just going to put that in a little warning so but the reason that I say this is that you can get a feeling of the modalities that I teach I think we teach over 15 different types of modalities for different um, forms of healing but it all leads to this extraordinary life right Um, however for those of you who are decisive and intuitive and you're just like I know I want to work with you, just drop me a message on Instagram. I think that's the easiest thing. I certify people. We've got places for people to do the self-healing work. We've got such an array of courses. I'm not going to bore everyone by going through them because we try and keep things very bespoke to people's needs. Mm -hmm. Message me, book in a call with my team, or try Integrative Healing, the free course. I'll send a link after, and I'm sure it'll be on the show We
1: will have this, we will have all of this on the show notes. Anna, thanks again. We definitely have to connect again because this was amazing. And I am so thankful and so blessed to have met you.
2: Likewise. (laughs)
1: Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success, but it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.VeronicaCisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends.
0: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves.